0: A good of Shabbos. Let us get going. Today's daf is daf chav test, page 29, the Sechas And we pick on the, we're going to go back to the bottom of 28b, at the two dots. Uh, we'll call it nine or ten lines from the bottom of the daf. Okay. A quote from the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Rabbi which is a very cryptic and vague statement. The Mishnah says, if the owner of the pitcher had intention, oh he's responsible, Uh, intention for what, what happened, what's this, what's that, we don't know, so here we go, Says what is the case where the owner of the picture has intention, he was intending to take it off of his shoulder and then he falls down and it cracks against the wall and it damages, well if you're going to tell me, that the Mishnah is going to hold Your Chaim in such a circumstance would, that, that What that means is That Rav Meir who's more Machmir Will say you're even responsible When the pitcher broke As a complete accident Because over here the pitcher broke And caused damage as a show gig Unintentionally Rav Meir in the Mishnah was more strict than this So we're going to um, assume He'll even be strict on an Ones But that's a problem Because we know in general there's a rule called Oynes Rahmanapatre. <coughs> Excuse me. If you ever have a complete accident, the Torah patches you up. Am I on the soup? How can you tell me that's not true? For the girls violated, there's certainly no responsibility on her part. So to over here, if the pitcher on your shoulder just falls off randomly through an onus why are you responsible of a if you're going to say, only when it comes to adultery, when there would be a Chie of misa because she's considered a young married woman, we're going to be lenient. When it comes to damages, even on an accident, bottom line is, your property caused damage, and therefore we should make you responsible, whether or not it was an accident. If somebody has an object, specifically here we're dealing with a picture, but it applies to anything, yes, you, Let's say you, you, you uh, have something of glass that falls into a public domain and you don't move it. And now it could cause damage. Okay, this is very, very practical. Or your camel uh, falls over and you don't help your camel stand up. So now basically you got a, uh, um, what's it called, a hazard on the, uh, you know, a hazard on the, uh, in the center of the highway and you're not picking up your uh, camel to move it over to the shoulder. So one says you're responsible because you didn't pick him up. The other one says you're not responsible but you still are called a cause. You're causing damage and that's, that, that, that does put a level of achrayis on you. If you have a stone, a knife or a package that I put up on top of my roof now, is that a smart thing to do? It depends. If it's in the center of my roof, then it's fine. Nothing wrong with that, I can do what I want. If it's on the edge of the roof, so now you're playing uh, Russian roulette? Is that, is that the, uh, that's an expression I used to heard Marabayim saying. I guess it was a dangerous game, yeah? That uh, you're taking a, a high risk. Or wh- who's the guy who they put an apple on his head and they shot an arrow? Aaron, uh, Is there anything? huh? Is there anything? No, <laughs> the old uh, American, old American uh, um, uh, folklore. Um, the, the... All right, enough, enough, bittle tired. <laughs> but the, he he puts on the edge of the roof, and a normal breeze comes, and off the roof, and causes damage, blows all the shu'cha. He's responsible. Yeah, they'll agree with the certainly in such a case. You are chayav because you are uh, you created a coming uh, a coming uh, breakage. Umayr would agree with the rabbanon to be lenient, but malak malagag. If somebody brings up his pictures on top of the roof, I'm because you want to dry them out. So here we're dealing with, let's say, pottery. You wanted it to be uh, dried out. and then a random uh, hurricane wind comes along. A strong wind comes. And it blows it off and it causes damages. They'll agree it's potter. Okay? So, why is the Gemara pointing this out? Because you see clearly, if something is a total accident, there's no opinion that says you're responsible. Nobody's going to hold you chayef. And therefore, how can we explain Rebbe to say, oh, I'll tell you what happened? It was an ones, and Rebbe and we still say when Rebbe holds, when it's a total ones, you're going to be chayef in the Mishnah? Not possible. Since that's not possible, here we go. The case of Rabbi Yehuda, it's not possible to, to be where you're taking it off your shoulder. Hence, we're back to square one. Alam Rabbi, Rather Rabbi, he gives a new explanation of the Mishnah. And he says, I'll tell you, Bitarti Pligi, there's actually a double dispute. Pligi, Bishas, There's a dispute about how to handle a pitcher that breaks at the time when the pitcher itself is falling. Okay, that's going to be one halakha if, if I'm carrying a pitcher and the pitcher falls and breaks as it's falling And then there's going to be another discussion What happens if my pitcher didn't break something as it's falling But it broke something after it fell And there's a dispute about after it fell What's the They're arguing if the pitcher broke something at the time that it fell Whether or not the guy who trips I'm carrying a pitcher, yeah I trip and my pitcher falls out of my hand and breaks something on its way down. So there we say, listen, maybe I am <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> Sam. Sam, uh, legend was William Tell shot, shot an apple off his son's head. Okay. <clears throat> so, very, <laughs> thank you Sam for uh, doing that research for us. So, Marisov, um, our Nisqal who once, listen, you, you weren't careful and you stumbled and therefore the pitcher fell. Alright, so we should make you responsible Ramayor, That's a Tanakama. Umar sabar nizkalav pashay will say no Just because you trip Listen, people trip And they argue about but When I trip, my pitcher breaks And now it's laying on the floor oh, So I got a bunch of shards of pottery In the middle of the floor Is that dangerous? It could cause damage How about this? Is it my property? Yeah See, here's what I do Ich bin a smart aleck Yeah, So I'll tell you what I do My stuff breaks So far my kids haven't tried to pull this off And I'm not going to teach them this My stuff breaks You would say to me Tundler, pick up your broken pitcher, And I say Meh, it's Hefker It's not mine You can't make it because it's not mine It's Hefker Yeah The Tanakhama says If you make something that you put a a damage into place You're still responsible Even if you make it ownerless Umar Sabar Rabbi Huda is going to say Potter No you're off the hook Because Lamaisa It's not yours Okay um, Says Gemara, um, Where do you get this from The Mishnah says two, two, two different cases First of all Huk Somebody slips on water Or he got hurt by a piece Why is it two different cases Same thing bar, The Mishas The mishas taka, Pointing this specific thing out What does it mean he slipped on the water It means at the time of Falling So the And the owner's negligent for not cleaning it up Or or what does it mean he got damaged by the uh, By the piece it means after he fell Which is um, uh, You know later on When the owner just decided to leave it there Since the is dealing with A double machleikas we would assume that the price also Is dealing with the machlekes Again, one's talking about when you could have You should have cleaned it up initially One's talking about later When it comes to a picture It makes sense You can have a conversation about what happens if it breaks At the time of its falling or after its falling But by the case of your camel I get why we could put an onus on the owner of the camel for not moving it after it fell. How are you going to find a case where the uh, camel created damage by tripping, and we're going to call the owner negligent? Can't call him negligent. The animal tripped. What's he supposed to do? The Gemara says, "I'll tell you." I'll tell you why it's still the owner of the camel's responsibility At the time of tripping You know why? Because you walked your camel through We'll call it shallow waters But the, the waters were higher than usual Okay, So now there's a question of okay? You're starting out negligent Because you shouldn't have brought your camel to that place Saifah buying this because it tripped, and now it's causing, but since you're the one who put it there, so uh, we'll, we'll have a machleikah, about whether or not we consider that to be a pshia, whether or not we consider that to be negligence, hechidami, what's the case of this camel uh, going through the, the high water uh, river, if you didn't have to go through the river at all, and you could have taken the bridge, and why are you going through the river, stam, you think it's cool, So peshayahu. So then you're negligent Of course you're negligent uh, And uh, we should we should throw the whole book at you You should be completely responsible you, you, It was a dumb move To bring your camel through the water And if there's no other way to go through So he's an in Inus, And it's not even I had no other option Okay It says, it says well, you're right The case can't be the river Because then you're either completely responsible Or completely not responsible Rather the case is going to be where the I'm walking my camel, I tripped. Now, tripping of a human is not considered an accident because you always, a human could have always been more careful. So, I'm walking in front of my camel, I trip, my camel trips over me and damages as it's falling. That's where we're going to have a case where, um, that's where we're going to have a case where the machaytas the will come into play bishas nafila of a camel, the same way it could come into play, bishas nafila of the pitcher. Okay, beautiful. Mafkir nizakaf. If somebody says, my pitcher broke, well, guess what? It ain't mine no more. I'm making it hefker. My Miskavin Ika. Where's their kavana Over here What kind of kavana is going to make him Responsible Now the, Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah said That again the, the, the cryptic statement right from the beginning of What we call the Dibur HaMaskil By the two dots Ten lines from the bottom of Chovka It's called the Mishnah Rabbi Huda said when he had kavana When he had kavana He had intent He's going to be chayv so all these cases that we're referring to That line has to make sense So Gawana says When you make your stuff Hefker What does it mean when you have Kavana? Kavana for what? I made my stuff Hefker And I miskaven, Now the, the owner of the picture has Kavana Where, what, how? Umar Yisef, so the owner had kavana to take the the yeah the owner of the pitcher had kavana to take ownership of the of the pitcher and uh, and own it okay which means he had kavana to not make it hefker this needs an explanation this needs like how so why are you like scratching your ear like this and saying it's Hefkar, but not Hefkar, like you know what, what are you coming to do but Rabbi Lezir wants to say uh, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi wants to say your, what kavana means is ownership. If you're keeping ownership, you're chayv. He wants to uh, take ownership over these uh, broken pieces. At the time that the pitcher damages, the pitcher damages at time of falling, we have a machlaikas. Okay, but what about after falling? It seems there's no machlaikas. What would be the halacha? So it says, if it damaged after it broke, everybody would agree. That, uh, that you're potter. there's no obligation to pay. It says, it's not true. Rather, than it must be. If it damages after it fell and you didn't clean it up, everybody agree you're responsible. But that's not possible either because they're argue on this. Yeah, And if permission is dealing with a case where it damaged after it fell, the say you're your pater. So we're back to what we said before. Damage at the time of falling. Uh, but what does it mean? It means af There's a machlekas in both places. Ukha da, abai. and the proof, uh, the chiddish of Rabbi Lazer, is coming to teach us like Abaye, the Amira, the later Amira had said. Okay, so we're we're agreeing that ultimately there's Machlaikas in our Mishnah, both b'shas and achar nefila. Beautiful. Top of Amud Base. Says the Gemara. And Rabbi Yechanan says, There's a machlaikas after falling. Now I'm not... If I were to say, just, just notice, these Gemara's are diyukim. So if, it, it seems like, oh, what's the Kiddush? Like what's everybody here saying? So we're, we're just going through statements that were made and we're trying to infer what they mean. So look directly at these words. Rabbi Eichanan says, after it falls, there's a machlekas. So, if we were to sit here and listen to those words, what, what's our brain telling us? Is there a at the if it damaged at the time of falling? You didn't say that. You said la'achar nefila Machlaikas. What should my brain assume that means? At the what about at the time of falling? There's no machlekas. That's what we would assume. Aval says the Gemara Aval Bishas nefila mai. What would I assume is the halacha if it damages at the time of falling? I would assume that everybody holds your potter. Now, maybe. Maybe everybody holds Yahayev. I don't know. All I know is that there's no maklaikas. Okay? this says later on, that a person who stumbles considered a Beshey, Mayor So it can't be everybody will agree that at the time of falling you're off the hook. It's not possible. I know Rav Meir holds your obligation at the time of falling. Elamai. So what would everybody agree to? If Rav Meir holds chayiv, and it has to mean everybody agrees well that means the Rabbanan agree with Rav Meir. So everybody's going to hold that if you damage at the time of falling you're Chaya. says later on We see clearly the Rabbanan argue. So we see that when Rabbi says follow when Rabbi says after falling, there's a machlaikas. It can't mean that during falling, there's no machlekas, Because we find in other places, he holds there's a machlekas even at the time of falling. So then, we're back to square one. Why'd your not say, after falling, there's a machlaikas? Aloha Rather, the chiddush of the is the mafkir the hacha who departs your That if somebody makes his broken pieces into hefker, the abonon patrim, the unasu, because it's an accident of a mafkir nizak of alma. But in general case, if somebody were to put a uh, something which could cause damage in a public property, and then make it hefker, he would be if He would be responsible. Okay. Ibar we learned mafkir nizakov. Okay, I put something that could cause damage into public property, and then make it hefker. So what's the case? Use your imagination. Whatever. Okay, I put what are these things? I just uh, returned a rental car. Um, those strips that you don't back up or all shred your tires, right? When you're going into a rental car place, you can't can't get out that way. Um, so I put these tire uh, shredders, whatever they call, uh, in the of a minova strip. And I'm like, yeah, it's not mine, Heffker. Okay. One says you're obligated. one says you're not obligated? First, let's we don't know who's who. Who says chayev? Who says potter? Let's assume that re meyer says chayev, and the rabbanon say potter. In general, re is the one who's more strict with these halachas. Says You should know is for a meyer everybody will agree that you are chayev. Keep pligali the rabban, but they argue about the opinion of the rabbanon. the the one who says that you're, you're potter over here. If you make the, if you make it because Labai said it's not yours. He'll agree across the board with the rabbanon anytime there's something dangerous. Even if I put it there, if it then becomes hefker, the Torah does not put the responsibility on me. The only time you're responsible for damage done by something you don't own is when you dig a pit. But over here, it's not going to be considered the. Um, uh, it's not going to be considered the damage of pit, and you're going to be putter. Raman um, who says that you're responsible. Amar Lach will say to you, you should know. I even I agree with the rabbanan. I even I agree with the Not across, not that I'm just limiting where the rabbanan say their halacha. Where did the rabbanan say your potter when you make something ownerless? The is when you made your damaging thing Like in this case, where somebody tripped mishum Dainasu because it's an accident. But in a case where it's going to cause damage, not as an accident, even the Rabbanu will say, you are chayv. You can't just put out these strips in the middle of the road and say it's hefker, not get in tug. But what you could do is make it hefker, and then if anything gets damaged, only in the way of aynes you'll be off the hook. If it's not in the way of aynes of course you're going to be responsible. This time, Rebbe Lazar, let's prove that it's Rebbe Lazar who says, that you are going to be There are two things that you don't own. However, there's two situations in the Torah where usually I'm responsible to pay for my property's damaging. If something damages and it's not my property, do I have to pay? No. Why should I? I can't. You can't obligate me to pay if it's your stuff. But there's two exceptions. If I dig a pit in the public domain, is it my land? No, it's the public's. I'm still responsible. And also, v'chametz mishi shayisu allah. <laughs> chametz after six hours, after six hours of the day. Okay. Tistayim. So this is a raya. This is a proof that Rabbi is of the opinion that you're chayav on things even if you make it ownerless. Same way a pit is chayav if it's ownerless. He says, "Gemara, but could Rabbi say this?" Rabbi told us the opposite. The animal the Mishnah, gal somebody turns is mahapeches a gal of bishus harabim." So, um, an animal relieves itself in a public domain. Okay, this uh, could cause damage by somebody slipping on it and soiling their clothes. So, your dog relieves itself in a public domain. And if it were to damage, you would be responsible because the dog's uh, excrement is yours. What happens though, if I go ahead and move the excrement to another spot and then it damages in that other spot? So even though the excrement is not mine, I'm responsible because I'm the one who moved it over to the other spot. somebody gets damaged by the chayv and the one who moved it over. Is obligated in the damage V'amara B'lazer B'lazer says It's only true If you wanted to own The uh, excrement By moving it You are taking over uh, Taking ownership but If you have no intention To take ownership You're just moving it Out of the way Potter, You're going to be potter. So you see You're not responsible For something that you put Into a public domain Unless you mamish own it, alma mafkir of patr. You see, from over here, the, that a, a person was mafkir of his patr. which is a contradiction in, Reb, in the opinion of Rabbi Allah. To which the Gemara answers, We're dealing with it. he moved it away and then and then put it back. So over there, that's why you're not going to be responsible because first of all, you don't own it, you, you don't own it, and you didn't create any new uh, potential damage with your actions, because Lemaise, you put it back to its original place. Omer Ravina, Ravina says, what's the parable similar to? Bar Let's say you find an open pit, Mameshe can cause damage, it's dangerous, and you cover it up, and then you go back and uncover it. The Alacha is, you're not going to be responsible, because it's not your pit, and Lemaise, you left it, the same way you came. I'm sure every single one of us, has been in a situation like this, where you saw something that didn't look good, whether it's a potential damaging, uh, whether it's a hazard or uh, something else that's there, you try to help, you notice that you're not helping, it's making it worse. So you just put things back the way it was and you leave, right? The Gemara over here is telling us, you're not responsible. It's like, you you know, even if you made a movement, but you have no intention to take ownership of it, you were just moving it for the sake of helping and now it, it wasn't helping, you put it back where it was, and you leave it the same way it was there. the original guy who put it there can 't come back with a claim uh, with a claim against you, okay Me, dami is similar when you move over the excrement is it similar to uncovering covering a pit and then uncovering it? over there When you move the excrement from place to place, you didn 't remove the original action. What you did is. You just moved it to a different spot. ha! but over here, is Talikluhu Myserish. Here, your mamish. when you cover up the pit, you're moving the Mycerishan. Uh, so now when you uncover it, you should be uh, you should be responsible. Halai so dummies, what would it be more similar to Elamitzi Barmagullah, where you find a you walk it down the Rusharab public domain, and you find an uncovered pit that could cause damage. Utamama. So you find an uncovered pit. And now what do you do? You're Tamama. What's Tamama? So Rashi tells us, Rashi tells us that Tamama is, uh, is instead of uh, covering it over, you're taking the actual, let's say you take dirt from next to it, and you, you make it shallow, you start filling it up. Okay? You start filling up the pit. The So over there, there's a, there's a complete difference between Finding a pit, putting on a cover to the pothole And then uncovering it Or filling up a pit And then completely redigging digging it Nachon? Because when I cover it, it's a pit that's covered There We'll say the original person's actions Never left, but over here Let's say a was to mama A filled it up Put all the dirt back in And now I, and now I open it again So that's a new pit And the luck is going to be Uh, The first guy's actions Were completely removed By me filling it up And now the new pit Is called Mine Let me explain The case of the excrement Where I'm taking uh, Where I'm not taking responsibility The case is like this I see excrement on the floor It could cause damage Soil people's shoes Clothing I move it, but I never picked it up more than three tvachim. So by me not picking up more than three tvachim, I never really moved. I never really re- re- removed the first person's responsibility. I never made a Kinyon on it. So it's the uh, y- there's, it's not mine. It's not considered like I did a maysa on it, and that's where I would be off the hook. Says okay. one second. How's that going to help? Are we forced to say that's the case? And what do we mean? You're responsible when you had intention. That's when you want to take ownership. But if you don't have intention to take ownership, you're, then it, you're not responsible. So then you can even give a case where it's higher than three. And even if you had no intention, you should be. Where uh, Rabbi Lazar, Kishisi, Rabbi Lazar was bothered at Akasha on our mission on my area Hafa, It says he turned over the excrement. Listen to Hegbiyah. Why does he turn over? You Notice, know should have said, he lifted it up. He acquired it. Turning it over is a strange expression. If we're talking about where you picked it up, it's to say hey, he made a kidney on it, he picked it up, he turned it over. What does it mean? He turned it over. I mean, he turned it over, de- dealing with, the, was it, with it being less than three, specifically that being the case. Umid Rebullahs, Ramachayev, Rabi Echenomar, Pater. Since Rebullahs says in this case that you are uh, Chayev, even if you make your de- your potential damaging thing Hefker, Rabbi Echenom says you are Potter. Remember originally we said one opinion says Chayev, one opinion says Potter. We didn't know if it was Rebullahs or Rabbi Echenomar. We just proved Rabbi Allah is the one who says Chayav. So if Rabbi Allah is the one who says Chayav, by default, that means Rabbi Echin is going to be the one who says that you are putter when you're mafkir your damaging item. Says the Gemara. Okay, let's dissect this. Let's see if this makes sense. Can Rabbi Echin be of the opinion that if you make your damaging thing ownerless, you're putter? Can it be? Umia Marabi Echnaachi? Can Rabbi Echnaachi say this? Well, tonight we learned in a Mishnah coming up. Bez Hashem tomorrow. Hamatsnia asakoidz vies aschuches. If somebody's matsnia, tsnius, makes modest, covers over thorns or broken glass. V'hagaidar gadere b'kaitzim, or a person has a property. Get ready for this. Connected to a public domain. I put up a fence. You know what I put up for my fence? Barbed wire. My fence is right next to a public domain. Now people in the public domain have a right to use the entire public domain all the way up to the side. If you put barbed wire, you know basically what you're doing. It's a good chance you're going to be tearing things. Okay? The God of Shelf is of a fence that falls into a public domain somebody in the public domain gets damaged. the owner of the fence is responsible That's only true where the the pointy side stuck mamish into the public domain. but let's say I put a a, a barbed wire fence all completely in my property, even if it's here in the public domain, I'm Potter I'm going to be off the hook because the mice, the entire thing was in my domain. And if anybody gets hurt, that's their problem. Says the Gemara, "Mitzamchein my time a potter." What's the reason that if he's Mitzamchein in his domain, he's going to be potter? Lab Mishum Da Havlei Barbashu. So isn't it considered like a pit in his own property? And which for sure you're not responsible for. Mechlah dechiuba the barbashu. So Rabbim who, which means Rabbi Yehuda holds. That in general, a pit versus is going to be chayev. Alma mafkir Even if you make it hefker, you are going to be responsible. Why do you say if the whole fence is in your domain, you're going to be potter? The reason why you're potter is, it's, people stay away from walls that are connected to the public domain. And therefore, it's not my responsibility as the owner of the field next to a public domain to make sure nobody gets hurt. If my fence like this, if my fence would be mammish right along the public domain, and my sharp wires would be entering the public domain, then it's on me, it's on me. Let's say the, the specific meaning is thorns. You put something sharp and pointy through your fence, so, since the point thing is entering the public domain, if somebody were to walk against my thing and get hurt, so then I'm responsible. But if I put the entirety of my wall in my property, even if it's right near the public domain, I'm not responsible if somebody gets hurt. A, it's in my property. B, it's not normal and not expected for people in the public domain to come onto your property to start rubbing themselves against your wall. So if they get hurt, that's zero negligence on, on my part. Hence, I'm not responsible. Okay. Says the Gemara: Umil Marabiichin Hachik, but K'rabiiichin and said this Kistam in general, Pasquin is like a plain Mishnah, the Mishnah without an opinion, and there's no machlokeh. That's says that's always the Allah but to But the problem is, we learned in the Mishnah. Somebody digs a pit in a public property. Axe and donkey fall in and die. You're responsible. So you see that if you dig a pit in a public domain, you are responsible always, even though it's not yours, right? This is the public's, this is the public's land. But Rabbi Eichanan, um, just before, said you are not responsible for something that is Hefker. You're right. Rabbi Eichanan says that makes something hefker in a public domain, you're still going to be chayev. He's the one who says chayev, and you prove it from the Mishnah. Again, going back to the beginning of, to earlier on the daf, we said Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Echanan argue, we didn't know who holds what. First we said Rabbi Lazar is the one who says that you're chayev for the Pishas Ravim, and Rabbi Echelen says Potter for the ownerless pit. Perushes Rabbim. Now we just prove Rabbi Yechonon is one who says Yechayiv on the ownerless pit. Perushes Rabbim. Now that seems to imply if Rabbi is one who says Yechayiv, Rabbi Lozer has to be the one who says Potter. But the problem is we just proved before Rabbi Lozer says Chayiv. Umid It's got to be Rabbi Lozer who says Potter. Rabbi Lozer says top of tomorrow's dav. Mishum Rabbi We proved the old Chayiv. So who holds Chayev? Rabbi Lazar holds Chayev. Rabbi Eichanan holds Chayev. And for the Gemara, Laikasha, Kasha, di ha Okay. Rabbi Eichanan holds by himself, yutaka Potter. But, when Rabbi Eichanan would quote his Rebbe, he would say, you're pater So you have to know. You have to listen to Rabbi Lazar clear. Yeah? Sometimes when somebody says something, just because it came out of their mouth, doesn't mean that's what they hold. Maybe they're quoting somebody, and when we get into Rabbi Lazar's statement, he was quoting his rabbi Hence, bottom line: what's the Gawar walking away with? Ownerless bar b'shus harabim. Rabbi Elazar holds putter Rabbi Yeichon holds chayef, and Rabbi Lazar's rabbi agrees we will hold it here. We'll pick up from the uh, from uh, the Mishnah, which is going to get us onto the fascinating case that we mentioned before of what if somebody makes uh, an ice skating ring in the public domain. Yeah, not an ice skating ring, literally, but somebody pours water in the public domain and now people start slipping on it. What sort of responsibility do you have? Really a fascinating uh, fascinating, uh, uh, halacha. We will hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, fantastic Shabbos.